Welcome to Mentor Chat, our little space in podcast land to talk about the importance of mentoring and the impact strong, supportive relationships have on the lives of young people. Supporting young people. Sounds like a great idea and something we as adults can all get on board with, right? But providing nurturing support can be a little trickier than it sounds. Whether you're a mentoring provider, community organization, school teacher, parent or caregiver, or an adult looking for new ways to support the kiddos in your lives, we've got some great info for you, and we're glad you're here. And welcome back to Mentor Chat. Um, Thanks for joining us, everyone, for another episode. If you haven't yet listened to episode three, be sure to check it out. Um, It was a blast talking with the entire mentoring partnership staff about their meaningful mentoring moments and what mentoring means to them. While we're doing this work every day, we don't always get the opportunity to sit down and talk about what it means to us personally and be able to share those stories, um, particularly with each other. I really loved learning more about everyone and being able to have that conversation. And I hope that all of you listening enjoyed it as well. And it also gave you a chance to think about those mentoring moments in your life, what they've meant to you, and how they've shaped your experience. And as we think about these impacts, I also think it's important to bring up the fact, again, that one in three young people who want a mentor don't have one, meaning that they're not getting a chance to have those meaningful moments and experiences. Yeah, thanks, Ashley, for the recap. So in in going off with what you said about one in three young people who want a mentor don't have access to one, we talked in our first couple episodes about how adults could go about being a mentor and try to debunk some of the myths that are associated with it. But today, I think it'll be great to give that power to youth, equipping them with the tools they need to be able to initiate mentoring opportunities for themselves. Full disclosure for our listeners, today's podcast topic is going to be more geared toward young people. So as adults are listening in, we encourage you to Definitely, you know, take notes. It's still relevant for you, but it's going to be specific to the young people in your life. So please, if you're a parent, teacher, coach listening in to this episode, please share this with your young person. We think this information is valuable, again, in equipping young people and empowering young people to take initiative and take it upon themselves to be able to seek out mentorship for themselves. One, I think we could talk about five ways that young people can do that. And I think actually, you know, one of the first things that comes to me is the importance of a young person just being confident in who they are. So what does that look like? The confidence in knowing like, okay, if I am an athlete and I play sports and I know that I aspire one day to play my sport in college and I, you know, my goal is to get on the varsity team so I can be seen by scouts earlier. Then I know that as an athlete, here's my goal, here's what I want to attain. Then how can I seek out caring adults to help me get there? And that's one specific example, right? Where an adult mentor might play a key role in a young person's life, but knowing where it is and how you want an adult to assist is always important. So having that confidence, knowing your goals. And as young people, those goals change. 
They change from year to year. They may change from from month to month. So as a young person might have a goal to increase your math score or learn a new skill, then it's easier to ask for help or easy to seek out an adult mentor when you're confident in those goals and who you are. So I think that's one strategy, right? And equipping a young person to be able to find a mentoring opportunity. Yeah, I think that leads into the the second step, which is setting goals and taking time to set those specific goals. And these help a young person know what they want to get out of a mentoring relationship. And they also help the adults and their mentor understand what that person wants to accomplish and how they can help and like support. And so that can be, like you mentioned, thinking about things that are important to you or that excite you or that you really want to improve on. Goals of any size are important. One thing I thought of is that if someone isn't sure how to set goals, that could be a goal. And you can find someone who can help you learn how to do that and go from there. And so setting these goals, whether they're really small or like really big, like what you want to do with the rest of your life, those can help provide structure and guidance to a mentoring relationship, both for the young person and for the adult. And so they can help young people find a mentor who can support them and help them in a way that's really relevant to them that they want and then they need Mm -hmm. yeah I agree um it it does make it extremely clear then when a young person makes that ask it makes it clear for that adult how they can help we talked about that being a a myth on our on our one of our previous episodes about you as an adult you have to have this specific skill right and in this case if a young person's coming to an adult with a pre-identified goal here's how i'm asking you to help one they can seek them out intentionally based on that goal and then two it's very clear for the adult in that instance right and hopefully that relationship has a potential to grow from that engagement but there it's very clear in that instance oh here's here's a tangible way and how i can help and support this young person Continuing in in that, I think another step, right? We're we're talking about being confident and setting goals a bit. Like, where do we where do we tell young people to start to to look to ask for help? Like, what's that first? Like, who do I go to? Right. So, I would encourage young people to look in spaces where there are already adults in your life. And we know, you know, one of the things I want to preface here is safety. Everyone, every adult that you interact with as a young person does not mean that they, because of they're an adult, that they're one, best equipped to be a mentor, two, that they're the safest person to engage with, right? So I always tell young people in this case, like when they're ready to seek out support, talk to a parent, talk to a guardian, talk to a trusted adult about like, you know, given some examples of who that might be for them. But natural places to look for mentors are in schools, in your community, maybe in in your neighborhood. If you are at the local library, like if you if you're in places where young people already engage, that's a good place to start because as a young person, you may have never thought of this before. In school spaces, in athletic organizations, and after school spaces, there are requirements for adults that they have to follow to ensure that they are proving themselves worthy and safe to work with young people. So when you're seeking out people, we don't encourage you just to seek them out just for the sake of seeking them out, but do so mindfully and with the help of 
a parent or guardian, but look to who you already have access with. And the person that you ask for help might have contacts with other people, right? That you may be able to connect with in the future. They might not be someone that might be this long-term mentor for you, but it could open up the doors to grow your network, to have other caring adults to be a part of a part of your life. I think back in college, Ashley, when I was seeking out internship opportunities and it was through a connection that I had at the school that I was able to find something in my field of interest so I always tell people (laughs) it's what you know but it's who you know as well and it's always important to have those conversations because you never know who you could be connected to through somebody you already have a close connection with so in short start small And start in places where you know that adults are likely to be safer to ask for support. Well, once you all do all of that, I think people should just go for it. You've prepared, you've got your goals, you've looked at who you have access to and how they can help you, how you want them to help you, making sure that they're safe and take the initiative and ask them. It can be really hard to ask and really scary to ask people for things, but you have to do it. You have to make the ask. I know in times when I've really needed help with things and I've been scared to ask, but like at work, if I'm really struggling with something and I know I need support, but it feels like I should do it on my own or like I have to do it on my own. Sometimes I just have to take a deep breath, go to someone and ask and people are very willing to help. And especially if you come prepared, you ask politely and you're positive about it, then people are very willing to help you and very excited to be a part of it. And that's how young people can ask for mentors as well. You can explain to them why you chose them specifically and that you've been intentional and thoughtful about this process and this is what you want help with. That's going to make them feel really great to know that you're making it personal and that you sought them out intentionally because of who they are and how they can help you. It shows that you've been really thoughtful in your plans and your decisions and you're ready to move forward and accept their support. Those goals that you set previously, you can talk about those specifically and talk about like what you need and why you'd like for that person to mentor you. So I don't think young people should be afraid to advocate for themselves and ask for what they want and what they need. Well, I do love how you said just right, just go for it and when you when you do go for it and you're clear and you're prepared and you are polite. I I was thinking as you were describing, if a kiddo came to me, a young person came to me with a very specific ask, like I wouldn't even have the heart to turn that down. I'd just be so proud, right? One, like you thought enough of me to ask me to support you, then yes, right? Yes. That's why probably no surprise that, (laughs) you know, we love this work. Time and time again, if I've gotten those asks, and I will tell you to be completely honest, those asks I find don't normally come from high schoolers and middle schoolers. Like I find that they're older students, like college level students, because I think it is hard. It is hard to just do it and just to ask. Um, But I think what makes that somewhat challenging is you're not clear in what you need that help with, right? So once you just sit down and you are clear and you are prepared and you are polite and show gratitude, right? I would say that's the last step. Be appreciative of the help. Show that gratitude. That can speak volumes. And 
Should you get the yes in making that ask? I think that just has the potential to open up even more doors for you. So if there's a time that I've been working with a young person and I recognize my limits based on what they need, then I am equipped to call in a lifeline or ask another peer or a friend to help. Like, hey, I don't have those skills, but I know somebody who does and willing to make those connections. So young people, don't be afraid to ask. You never know what possibilities can come out of advocating for yourself and seeking out caring adults on your own. You take that initiative because you don't necessarily want to wait for folks to come to you. I think there's so many people willing, so many adults willing to help and lend support in that way. And for whatever reason, they're not, you know, they're not matched up with a formal program and they might be already doing that type of support in their community, but just make the ask. There's a saying that I always live my life by is like, you have not because you ask not. Right. So if you fail to ask, you'll never know who's out there. They're willing to help. So I think those are clear, right ways that young people can initiate mentoring opportunities where they might not be readily available in their area, like in a formal way to take that initiative to seek out their own mentors for themselves. One other thing is in the chance that someone does say no, that's okay. Instead of framing it as like, oh, this person doesn't want to mentor me. Maybe they don't like me. Look at it as they can help connect you to someone else, like you said, or it gives you the opportunity to find someone who is better suited for you and who can support you in the ways that you need. So when someone says no, that's because they're not able to give you what you need and what you're asking for. That's a good thing that they're saying that up front. When you go forward and you're honest about your expectations and what you want with them, then it's good that they're being honest with you in return. So don't be deflated by that. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep advocating for yourself and find someone else. Whoever you end up finding is probably going to be an even better match. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. And sometimes those no's are not, you know, not at this time, right? They're not indefinite no's, but I agree. To be willing to still make that ask again, chances are you're going to find the right fit. I do want to mention, because this is just the reality and in our conversation, even though we kind of clearly laid out the steps, make it seem like it's always easy, like it's scary and you, you will have people to say no, but the reality is some Young people don't even feel like they have those connections in school or in the community where they would even want to make the ask. And I was having this conversation with a young person and they did tell me, I, I wouldn't dare to <laughs> all transparency. They said they wouldn't even ask anybody in their school. So we tried to brainstorm other ways. And I would say for young people who do feel like, you know what, I don't feel like it's safe to ask anybody in school because I don't feel that connection or I don't feel connected to anyone in my neighborhood to make that ask because I haven't made that connection. Um, or maybe you're not staying at home. Maybe you live elsewhere or whatever the case may be. But Think about then who you do go to for support. Is it a peer? Because I think in that case, right, having a near peer relationship can also be of importance because then if they're connected with a caring adult, then again, it's trying to like make those points of contact for yourself. So I do recognize that for some young people, what we're sharing can seem even more challenging based on the current connections that you already have. But think broad. 
and think about peers or college students or or friends of your siblings. Again, good role models. (laughs) Look for good role models. But maybe open that network up for yourself a little bit. And we give some examples of like schools, et cetera. And that's not the end all, be all places. But if you felt like your personality is lending well to someone else that you've come across and they might not be an adult, but your sibling's friend, then maybe that's a good start, right? And even practicing that ass. So I did want to mention that because I know that all young people don't feel like in some of those places that we named, that would even be a desire of theirs right away. And you you do want to make sure you're in a relationship where you can ask for ongoing advice, right? That you feel comfortable enough to make that ask. Stay inspired. Stay inspired. Stay inspired. So for this week's Stay Inspired, oddly enough, I was listening to another podcast this week and heard a story that I thought really lend well to our conversation today, Ashley. And what the podcast was, was about a barber sharing his experience being a barber <laughs> and um, being a, a pillar in the community and you know how what types of conversations happen in the barber shop. And he had mentioned something just to say how like young people will come in it was a place for them to share and talk not only young people but adults but specifically young people a place to come in and share and have those kind of heart-to-heart conversations in a in a safe environment and it, it made me think about what we talked about today as a, a great stay inspired because in places that for young people that may just seem like hey I'm just going to get my hair cut I'm gonna go get my my hairstyle that barbershops and salons really are a great place to ask for help. And then listening to that podcast, a different podcast this week and hearing that gentleman say, right, that he's there and available and waiting for the ask, not in all cases waiting for it, but being supportive based on those conversations. So I thought that was a great stay inspired this week. It's just to actually hear someone say, I'm listening to young people to be able to support them and whatever they might need support in. That's a great example of how adults can, I think naturally and informally make themselves available to young people. It's where young people already are and they're already going. And so adults, talking to other adults here, we should all be doing this. Young people really need connections from those that are around them, especially in those places where they feel most comfortable, like the barbershop or the hair salon. Adults, you should be working to be welcoming and caring and approachable while in these spaces and all spaces that you're in and be really mindful if young people are asking for your support and help. Sometimes they won't ask directly. Sometimes they're really scared to ask. So look for those those subtle asks and those subtle hints that they need your support. They may also approach you more formally. We talked about that some in the episode. And so informally, formally, a direct ask, a more subtle or indirect ask. Just remember to be honest and patient with you. Always be caring and mentor-like. Ultimately, young people just want to connect with you, and we know from the examples that Michelle just shared and the conversations we've had that these connections are so important and essential. Yeah. 
So I want to invite listeners to join Ashley and I on the next episode of Mentor Chat as we sit down and have a candid conversation with Colleen Fedor, the Mentoring Partnerships Executive Director. Colleen has been the Executive Director at the organization for over 20 years, and given that the organization just celebrated their 25th anniversary last year, we thought how timely would it be to have a heart-to-heart conversation with Colleen to learn about how mentoring has has evolved over the years. Please join us for this next episode. We think this is one you're not going to want to miss. Thanks for joining us on Mentor Chat. You can check out the show notes where we provide additional resources, links, and other information related to this episode's discussion on our website, mentoringpittsburgh.org. There, you can also learn more about mentoring, download free resources, and sign up for our weekly everyday mentoring tips. Have a topic you'd love to see us cover down the road? Email us at info at Last but not least, thank you to the many caring adults making a mentoring difference in the lives of young people. You are essential. Take care and talk soon.